back to the Get a Q podcast. My name is Brandon Hall. Today we have a special episode featuring two interviews from the MassQ 2019 Fall Conference. First, we're going to hear from Shelly Chamberlain, the Executive Director of MassQ, discussing the Fall Conference and its history, as well as the benefits of attending. In the second half of the show, I talked to Brad Jackson, the President of the Massachusetts Association of School Superintendents, and we discussed the Fall Conference, the role of his association, technology and education, and some upcoming legislation at the State House. Stick around throughout the summer as we drop new episodes. You're not going to want to miss it. Now, here's Shelley Chamberlain. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm pleased to be joined by Shelley Chamberlain. Shelley is the executive director of MassQ, and we're here at live at the Fall Conference at Gillette Stadium. Shelley, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Brandon. It's a pleasure to be here. So, Shelley, tell us a little bit about the, about the Fall Conference itself, and then we can talk about MassQ as an organization. That's great. Well, the Fall Conference actually is our signature event throughout the year. It's a time when we really invite our educators to come and see and learn about best practices that we have not only actually in Massachusetts, but we have a lot of New England states that are participating in this. And I, I like to call it the mini ISTE because we are an affiliate of ISTE, which mm-hmm. is the International Society for Tech Ed. Yep. And uh, they have a conference every year that goes to different cities. And most teachers can't really, it's the end of the school year, they can't either have the time to go there, afford to go there, so they don't get the benefit of having a wonderful technology conference all based on best practices. So we bring it to New England every year in the fall and uh, I think people really appreciate it. And every year we seem to try to get better and better. We work on it all year and it's really something that's so important to us. Yeah. So t- tell me about why you chose the venue here at Gillette Stadium. Okay. So it's so interesting. This We have been now at Gillette for 10 years, uh, maybe 11, and uh, we wanted a place where people would feel very special and come to a place that was special to New England and to teachers. So I think that's what, and it was kind of an interesting way of um, presenting, having the sessions up in the, the fancy suites. Yeah, right, uh, right. That kind of thing. And then it was a night, the food we knew would be excellent. Right. And, so, and then the other thing is that our exhibitors really wanted to come here as well. So it was a good way to attract them. And we feel like teachers work so hard in the trenches, it'd be nice to have a day for them that they would also really enjoy. Get a lot of good learning, be able to network, but also have some excellent food. Yeah, definitely. So so 38 years, you said, that the yes. conference has been going on for, which is unbelievable. Yeah, the first year, I guess they had 10 teachers in a high school gym out in Northampton. Awesome. Yeah, so it's really grown. And for a, for a lot of people have remembered that uh, we were in Sturbridge for lots of years. And that was okay. But um, the move to Gillette really uh, made a difference. And what was also wonderful about that move is that's when we started partnering with the uh, Massachusetts Association for School Superintendents, Mm -hmm. who really um, believe in the value of teachers understanding um, curriculum and then how to really support that curriculum using technology. So that was also around the same time. Yeah. So you've had to run around like a crazy person today, I'm sure. And, And for the last several days getting ready for it, what is your absolute favorite part of the conference itself? Oh, you know, it's so hard. Um, I, I just want to say, running around today, but you know, the planning committee, which is all volunteer, plans all year round. Mm-hmm. So we finish in October, November, we start our debrief. We meet every other week and then every week after that. So as far as my favorite part, I guess I have to admit my favorite part is the Q-bite 
speakers. The the fifty on our second day on Thursday, we have short um, fifteen minute speeches um, of best practices. And really, tomorrow I'm excited because we are going to have um, our. We always have a student speak, mm-hmm. and tomorrow it's going to be um, what we call the Norton Trio. Three, oh, yeah, um, yep. three girls from Norton who will be singing and telling how technology really has helped them in their um, singing career. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Uh, so talk to me a little bit about MassQ as an organization. What, what sorts of things outside of the fall conference, this is the signature event, outside of the fall conference, what sorts of things does MassQ do that people could, uh, that, that maybe aren't members don't know or people that are members don't know? Yeah. Well, um, besides the fall conference, we do a lot of professional development. We have online courses, face-to-face courses, and we run different events throughout the year, too. And we try to get those, the, what, what teachers want for those events. So we do a Google Palooza uh, a couple times a year. We now have something called the Data Palooza. We have a spring conference just for leaders. So there's a lot of professional development going on. But some of the things you might not know is we're really starting to be very active in influence and advocacy. Mm-hmm. In fact, today we have um, a... At Q West, we have something set up for people to write their legislators because there's now some an option for getting more technology funding. Um, we do a lot of um, development and outreach. Uh, we're just starting a new program called Champions, where we're going to try to get. Um, it's going to be a new leadership program where MassQ members can decide to be a MassQ champion and let the, get the word out about all the great things that we do. So really, I think the hardest professional development. But the other heart is through, you know, this outreach is to do um, networking, to really be a, a wider support community for any teacher who uses curriculum but also wants to figure out what is the best way to incorporate technology to help teaching and learning. Yeah. Um, what, outside of the fall conference here, what's your favorite part of, of MassQ? I, I guess the... Um, the f- the favorite part, I really, what I would encourage people to do is um, look at MassQ, go to the website and look at the different committees that we have. We have over 10 committees. And I guess my favorite part is to be able to work, most of the committees all work online. So their, their meetings are online, so it doesn't matter where in the state you live, you can be part of a committee. So I think I love going to the committee, committee meetings because they develop the new ideas, mm-hmm. they talk to teachers. The other thing I really like is what we do is we have special interest groups. Um, and that's also listed. We have nine of them on our website. So, a, in fact, after our data palooza last year, a group of teachers came up and said, we want to meet about data. Can we start a data SIG, a special interest group for data? And I said, sure. So we have some for tech integration. We have some for administrators. Mm-hmm. And uh, I really like their energy, too. Yeah. Yeah, we have a teacher at our school who wanted to start a, a, a SIG on uh, digital art. So we would love that. Yeah. They go to the website, fill out a little quick form. It's not hard. Anyone can start it, and we do. We support you. We support you with refreshments to get the word out, that kind of thing. Yeah, definitely. Um, what do you have coming up for MassQ? What's MassQ have on the horizon after the fall conference? Yeah, so that's great. So um, we have a lot of um, online workshops, and that's all listed on our website. And then in January, we have our Data Palooza. This is the third year we're doing it, and it's really exciting. We're having um, teachers from Somerville Public School are going to be our keynotes to talk about how they're using data in the classroom. And then, of course, in um, 
in February, we have our winter Google Palooza at Woburn High this year, and that's always well attended. And then March 6th, on Friday at Holy Cross, we have our leadership conference, and we're very um, excited to have Sean Rubin from the Highlander Institute. He will be our keynote speaker talking about uh, personalized learning. Excellent. Well, Shelly Chamberlain uh, is the executive director of MassQ. Thank you for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for supporting the podcast and being on the professional development committee and helping us kind of push this along and make it a, make it a reality. And, here we are recording live at the fall conference, so well, thank you. And thank you so much, Brandon. It was Some of this was your baby to be able to do <laughs> it. And if you're at the conference these next two days, stop by the booth and get, get a Q sticker. Yes, we have Get a Q stickers finally, so we'll get those out to people. Thank you. Thank you. All right, thanks. Shelly Chamberlain here on the Get a Q podcast. Welcome back to the broadcast booth. My name is Brandon Hall. I'm proud to speak today with Brad Jackson, who's the president of the MASS, the Massachusetts Association of School Superintendents. There we go. Nailed it. <laughs> First time, not bad. So Brad, tell us a little bit about the work that uh, MASS does. Well, MASS is an organization that um, serves two functions, really. The first is to provide professional development opportunities for superintendents and assistant superintendents across the state. That's one of the reasons why we are um, here today mm -hmm. and co-sponsor this event with, um, with uh, MASCU. And the second is um, to uh, be an advocate for um, political advocate, typically, for school-related issues with uh, uh, the legislature and other uh, press and those types of things. So we try to play a dual role. Sure. So let's start with the big picture then, I guess. Let's talk about at the state level, what kind of advocacy is going on right now at the state level? Well, at the state level, um, the big issue, obviously, is school funding, mm -hmm. um, which we're very excited about. We have had a, we published a white paper about a year ago that basically outlined our position on how we thought some of the key, key issues should be addressed, including uh, fu um, funding for the um, Foundation Budget Review Commission, and, uh, and included in that was more funding for technology, um, and that has uh, made its way into the bill. Most of that work that we uh, focused on, and so that work now um, has made its way through the Senate, and now actually today, actually as we speak, the House is uh, debating that bill right now. So Excellent. We're hopeful that by Thanksgiving uh, we may have a new uh, school finance law in Massachusetts. That would be great. I know a lot of districts, mine included, I'm sure yours, uh, always every year the budget is the key priority, number one, trying to figure out what we can do, what we can't do based on the numbers. Hopefully this, this makes a dent in that. Well, hopefully it will. It will, it will serve some districts better than others. Mm -hmm. um, and some districts who have struggled with um, uh, their foundation budget has been low. Uh, particularly a lot of our urban colleagues have really struggled with that. Um, but all districts will benefit from this um, in, in a number of key ways. And that's, uh, I think it's going to be very helpful. Yeah, so what so you see there's some technology included in that uh, in that bill you said um, some funding for technology what kinds of things do you see so now that the state is completely on uh, testing testing online um, how do we try and get more money for school districts for di for devices I guess well I think the you know the the basic uh, premise of the bill is that they are going to get funding to local districts and allow local districts to make their determination about what their priorities are. 
which to some might be a negative, to others might be seen as a positive. This allows districts who do need to get devices into the hands of students the opportunity, should they choose to use their funds for that purpose, the opportunity to do that. Other districts who have already taken advantage of, mm -hmm. uh, of uh, capital funds available from town meeting or whatever um, would could use their money for, uh, for other things. Yeah. What sort of advances have you seen moving kind of towards the, the building level um, in your school district that you're excited about um, as far as technology and teaching goes? Well, it's funny. You and I had this conversation to start um, before we, as we were getting to know each other. Technology and innovation are so deeply tied today mm -hmm. that, you know, as we finally get to the part, to the M and the R of the SAMR right. model, that we've all worked so hard to finally see come to fruition, we really can start to rethink the way we design instruction, the way we design our uh, the, the lessons that we teach, the way we design the units that we teach, more uh, student, uh, bring in more student voice and choice, all of which requires very, very robust use of technology right. for our students. So the thing I find helpful is that MassQ and, uh, and, and the people who are here today are starting to see beyond the, um, the device and really starting the conversation about how does this allow, how do these devices allow us to rethink the way we teach. Yeah. How has MassQ supported that kind of work? Well, I think MassQ is an incredible leader in that type of work um, and has basically led the way for, for decades um, trying to get Massachusetts to adapt and adopt um, and bring more technology into the classroom. Um, to the point now where MassQ recognizes at some level that technology is just a pencil. Technology is just a thing that is used to as a tool. Mm -hmm. And um, moving from the tool so that professional development here, particularly a lot of the breakout sessions, right. are really, really awesome about the way that the teachers are able to get great ideas from one another and share ideas about how they have transformed their class classroom using technology. And MassQ is at the forefront of all that. Yeah, yeah, certainly is. It, so what what sessions have you seen today or you're looking forward to seeing? Well, you know, it's funny. I'm, I'm not going to be able to answer that question yet because I'm still trying to get adjusted to everything today. It's kind of overwhelming. I find this conference every year to be very overwhelming. Mm. Um, that plus I was running late this morning and uh, I had like, I got to the main room about five minutes before I had to introduce the keynote speaker. So I'm still running a little behind. I tend to like to go to um, events that have teachers talking about the lessons they've learned. Mm -hmm. And um, not just about tools, but about more about how it's allowed them to restructure their, sure. their work. So I have a tendency to look for things like that, more just to get ideas as to how some of this stuff can, uh, can really impact the students in life. Yeah. So how many times have you been here for MassQ? Is this an annual event for you? Well, I, um, I've, been, um, I've been an educator for uh, 
quite a few years. And um, I uh, have been to a great deal of masking conferences um, before they even moved to Gillette. Mm -hmm. So um, I, um, I think MassQ is a fantastic organization. And, uh, I've been a member of it for decades myself, and I think it, um, uh, you know, and this conference has grown to the point where it is, as, you're, as you said, it is completely overwhelming. Yeah, yeah, it can be. Uh, what, what's uh, one thing you'd like to take back to your school district? What's something that you'd like to take back to your school district after attending? Um, connections. Yeah. Um, I think the value for me and the value for a dozen or so Holliston teachers that are here are, um, are the connections that are made here. Um, something as easy as picking up some Twitter followers mm. or some new people to follow. Um, my life as an educator changed when Twitter was introduced. It sure has, right? And I began to understand its power as a transformational tool mm -hmm. to talk about teaching and learning and to develop those relationships. So for me and for the Holliston people that are here, I, my hope is that they leave here with some ideas mm -hmm. and with some connections. Yeah, yeah, and, and I, I talk about a lot, a lot about this in our professional development we do at Pembroke, that in a lot of ways, Twitter, the, the outside parts of Twitter, outside of education, the, the politics side of Twitter, and some of the nastiness that can happen on Twitter can be a real cesspool, but education Twitter is so powerful and so good at connecting people and sharing ideas and the power of being able to interact with people from all over the world and beg, borrow, and steal ideas in ways that, you know, the professional development chats that you see, the masky sponsors, but that are across the board, they're just so powerful and so good that I always tell teachers, if there's one thing you want to walk out of this with, get on Twitter and start following a bunch of these things. They're so powerful. It is, it is amazing. There's, it's available 24-7. Right. Uh, once you learn to manage it and not get overwhelmed by it, right. which to me can be um, a challenge because there's always something new happening, and you kind of get have to. I agree. You kind of have to get um, comfortable with the fact that you're going to miss stuff. Right. Um, but to me, Twitter is, and particularly in the education space, is the most. I wish they gave a course in undergrad school to all the teachers. Yeah. Right. Just how to use Twitter as a professional learning, as your PLN. Yeah. Uh, because to me, that's where connections are made, and that's where the real learning happens. Right. Right. Well, Brad Jackson, so nice to meet you and talk to you. The Massachusetts Association of Super School Superintendents. Um, thanks for coming. It's been nice. To nice to meet you. Thank you All right. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, and anywhere podcasts can be found. This is the Get a Q podcast from MassQ, here to educate, connect, and inspire.